Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We're back with Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and a vacuum man is with us once again. Uh, good to have you back. I missed you last week, of course, uh, with, during your uh, your return to, uh, to the program and uh, having this segment. But uh, we, I know you get huge response every time we do this, as I do, too. So it's kind of have, good to have you back in the saddle. Well, I appreciate being back, Bill. I missed you. I mean, I know privately we talked and we always kept in touch uh, for the last couple of months. But, you know, there's just something a dynamic about being on the air with you again to talk about all the things that happen in the world and what's happening in technology. And it was interesting while I was off and still talking to the community. Uh, I was getting a lot of interest on people saying, you're coming back with Bill, right? You're, you're coming back. Like we really enjoyed listening to your segments because um, some of the stuff, as we know, can be really far-fetched. And it's actually quite interesting to see the direction of which technology is taking us. Um, some of it even uh, surprises myself to be uh, in that matter. Well, well let, me, let me start off there because like I say, you, you, you were – Kind of keep an eye on it. You were out of touch for a little while. So let, let's start there. I, I don't know if you remember or you noticed uh, while you were busy, Adam, uh, but Elon Musk has been busy as, as well uh, over the <laughs> yeah. last couple of months. Uh, he, he bought this Twitter thing. Uh, yes. And uh, it's Twitter is, is not the same. It probably never will be the same, will it? Well, no. I mean, when uh, the news happened that he was going to be taking on this Twitter, uh, this, you know, I call it this Twitter, like it doesn't exist anymore and anything new. Um, there is a lot of uh, apprehension across what his vision was. And I think what we take, uh, what everyone that I'm reading in the media and otherwise, they're looking at Twitter. And, and I mentioned this prior, that Twitter is not his end game. The way it worked, the way it was, the reason he took it on, there are several aspects of what his vision was. Number one, uh, many years ago, Elon has always had an op- a consideration of creating an app, uh, which he referenced as X, uh, which was, if anyone can remember, was part of a company that merged with PayPal uh, when he first owned that. His vision was to take an app and create it similar to a program that's in China called WeChat. It's an Asian application that is an all-in-one encompassing ecosystem. And what it does is allows you to video, allows you to chat, you can order an Uber, you can make purchases online through Alibaba or other elements. But it's only, I mean, it does exist here, but it's very, very popular over in the Asian markets. That is what Elon Musk was intending to do with an app. Now, if you wanted to start up from from scratch, obviously it needs some momentum. People need to know about it. This was his one uh, thought, was that Twitter taking that on, he's got an ecosystem that already does a little bit of that, and he can now incorporate his vision of that all-in-one application. Number two, he owns many companies, Bill. You and I have talked about a few of mm-hmm. them. Uh, uh, we got Tesla. Uh, we obviously have SpaceX. Uh, you know, Starlink. Um, the one that no one's really bringing up that I, I maybe I'm wrong here, Bill. This is my observation and just being in tech is he owns a company called Neuralink. Now, Neuralink is, he's a co-founder, I should mention, that is a company that is creating microchips, which has been tested on humans, assumed uh, to be regularly on humans, but on animals to put microchips inside our bodies to help us work with prosthetics, helps us, uh, he's working on a program right now with Alzheimer's. Um, this is, uh, why is that important with Twitter? What's that got to do with this Twitter app? Well, Twitter has data, tons of data, so much information that it's been collecting, even more so than even Facebook has been collecting. So he's got a lot of value. The data from Twitter has 
uh, so much information that he can utilize across his other business platforms. But mark my words, Bill, next year on Tech Talk, I'm going to be saying, wow, look at that new program that we just launched with Twitter. And it now allows for you to do uh, all the calling, all the videoing, all the purchasing, anything you could ever imagine is now within your reach, all within this new application that Twitter was what he took and he's going to advance to. Uh, I, I, how about a little airline trivia here? I, uh, I, some of our listeners may remember the Concorde. Remember this great big, huge thing that went basically under the edge of space, and it got you from like London to New York in twenty minutes or something. I don't, it was ridiculous. Uh, sadly, they had some tragic crashes, and they they don't make these anymore. But you, you t- find out this week that the Chinese have got something that may be an answer to that. Well, this has a good news and a and kind of a a, a scary sad news to it. Honestly, Bill, the Chinese government has declared and announced, and when they announce stuff, they usually claim it's actually been proven and tested, that they have been able to get now a jet, uh, their engine, to be clear, can run off kerosene um, that can propel a jet nine times the speed of sound. And why that's so important is kerosene or jet fuel is what most airlines are using these days. That's okay. That sounds very standard. Why is that so relevant is the fact that they've now been able to combust it. And that's one of the challenges they've been faced with is the chamber of which the fuel is sitting. It, it normally needed, like you mentioned, the Concorde was very long and it needs a long chamber to be able to uh, explode. And I'm using very layman terms here to describe how a jet works, sure. but the fuel explodes, thus thrusting it. This is a revolution only for two reasons, as I said, good news and bad news. The Chinese had developed or just proven that they can make a jet go up to nine times the speed of sound. That means we could travel from China to New York in less than 30 minutes. Now, that's pretty insane. What also comes to this is the fact that these uh, speedy developments can also uh, be worked with ballistic missiles. <laughs> so in the same token, there's a bit of a, Whoops. the Chinese are throwing a little bit of a look what we can do. That means this uh, missile would be able to pretty much bypass most of our defense systems um, to get to where it needs to be. So I don't know if they're throwing a little bit of a, hey, look what we could do with the jet. Also, uh, we can also throw a missile in your in your backyard within seconds. So um, th- there's a bit of a good and bad news to that story. Yeah, but as you've talked about on, on many of the past episodes of Tech Talk, uh, what the Chinese do and what they can actually do are oftentimes two different things. They love to brag about stuff that, as you say, hasn't really been tested uh, and may not, they, they, they're usually past the development stage. You know, it's off the paper and they're, they're trying to fiddle with it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's a long, long time before we even see it, if we see it at all. Absolutely. And I can guarantee there's a made in China sticker on it so we can all feel a little safer, by the way. So don't 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 be too concerned, folks. Listen, I I, I mentioned just before you joined us that, you know, this is Black Friday and and, you know, this is the beginning of the Christmas shopping season for an awful lot of people. And I know in, in subsequent episodes, you're going to talk more about products, uh, but but you keep an eye on these things. And at the L.A. Auto Show, uh, we've talked about the, uh, you know, the move to EVs and everybody seems to be on side with that right now. Uh, and you know, I guess we're all going to be driving them by, you know, the next 15, 20 years, if not sooner, but Hyundai has taken it to the next level. 
Well, one of the biggest challenges with electric vehicles across North America, for that matter, is the fact of our concern of charging our vehicles. And we know yep. the electrical grid of which, you know, we're hearing now in different countries that they're, or in California, they actually, during certain periods, they have one day charging. Um, so one of the things Hyundai is really trying to push aggressively, and they did make this announcement that they have now created a kind of a, a home system. Think of it as a solar panel energy storage that can now be specifically used to charge your vehicles. So the company's Electrum, it's a solar panel, home battery, and even a heat pump company that they've partnered with. And what it does is it dedicates this energy that's collected to be specific for your electric vehicle. Um, and with that, this also allows for the ability of which uh, you can now control aspects of your home and your, your home energy and otherwise. So think of it as an ability to now uh, invest in electric vehicles because, uh, and actually Bill, this will be a topic for another day. I will talk about electric vehicles and the batteries. As they grow, the biggest questions people are asking that are thinking about migrating is, how long will this battery last? Number one. Number two, uh, how far can I go with the battery? And they are advancing every day, folks. They are getting better with every year uh, as we keep hearing the advancements in technology and so forth. But further, what happens when the car actually is done and it no longer can generate enough energy to get to the distance it needs to go? I'll talk about that later. The key thing of this story is that Hyundai has committed to creating a home electric power station specific that you can now purchase with your vehicle and it doesn't pull energy off the grid, nor does it put stress on your home in regards to pulling electricity out of your, uh, uh, out of your current home environment. Well, because that's one of the things that I know you've talked about on the program before, but an awful lot of engineers and others that are involved in all of these projects right now is that uh, we're not, spending a whole lot of time talking about the pressure on the grid. Everybody's going to drive an EV. Well, yeah, but, you know, how are we going to get enough power for all of them? And this this is, uh, well, it sounds like it could be part of the solution anyway. Well, and this is where they're hoping is electric vehicles charging every day. We go to work and this is where the intention is that we commute every day. It's going to be able to offset that climate meant, uh, usage. Uh, and, and last week I spoke while Shona was filling in with you, Bill, that Tesla, the electric vehicle, if, if you missed the program or the show last week, uh, their Tesla trucks, they require a small town to charge their trucks. Phenomenal, they can run completely off uh, the uh, off of uh, fuel, uh, but the element of actually when they do need to charge, it requires the electricity of a small small community to be able to charge a, a tractor trailer electric vehicle. So we, you know, these are one of those supply demand situations. It's all good for the environment, but how are we going to supply at such capacity? And I think we're going to need to find solutions like this um, because it is going to take the electricity of a small community to power uh, one tractor trailer. Imagine there's, uh, I think there's 300,000 tractor trailers in North America. Uh, uh, that's a lot of cities to power it up every time it needs to be charged. Uh, we're just about out of time. The editor version, because of uh, timing here today, but uh, listen, we'll carry this on again next Friday because there's a lot more to talk about. Adam, have yourself a great weekend and enjoy Black Friday. And we'll talk next, uh, well, Friday at 1130. Sounds great. Thanks, Bill. Adam Oldfield, of course, uh, from Vacuum Man with uh, Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1130 here on 900CHML and 980CFPL. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900CHML.